Hi! This is the first episode of Single in These Pews. I'm your host, Taryn Blake, and this first episode is titled 45 Always Save, Never Married, No Kids. It's my story. That phrase comes from a comment I left on a post on Jackie Hill Perry's Instagram page. It was a reel of her answering a question about a season of singleness that was asked by a young woman. The answer was perfectly legitimate, but in the comments, the conversation had started around, why is this called a single season? It's not necessarily a season. This is a lot of people's whole life. You know, this is inconsiderate. The internet is angry at all times for all reasons. But in one of the comments I answered and I introduced myself by using the phrase, 45 always saved, never married, no kids. I went on to explain some of the difficulties that come with a lifestyle um, of singleness. And so in that, I wasn't intending to add fuel to the debate, but the comment itself got several hundred likes because it resonated with a lot of women. And that's when I realized that this was a topic that people would probably want to gather around. Not to be negative in my case, it's just to say, hey, this is how I'm living, this is what I experience. This is also how I hold on to joy in this. This is not necessarily a chosen lifestyle, it's just a circumstantial one. So in that, you know, God is good and he is worth living a life that others may not even understand or appreciate. And in that, I wanted to grab some friends and of different ages and different decades of life and talk about what it means to be single and in particularly to walk a life of celibacy, which none of us are really signing up for our whole lives, <laughs> but what that looks like to have this time of being walking in celibacy because we are unmarried and walking with the Lord and holding on to joy. So again, welcome to the series. It's a series of interviews with women and men. This first episode is my interview. Taryn Blake, 45, always saved, never married, no kids. And yes, theologically, always saved, doesn't make sense. Please don't write anything about it in the comments. I'm well aware. Enjoy the episode. And we are here. Hello, Hello friends. Hi. I feel like this episode, which is not anything to have feelings about, this episode is me being interviewed by someone else. So you have to introduce yourself so that I can introduce myself since you're interviewing me. Okay. Um, so my name is Amara. I met Tara at church. Um, she came and, you know, saved me from <laughs> So firstly, that's how we met. Um, but yeah, since then, she's been like this mentor, friend, person, figure in my life. So now we're here and we're going to deep dive into her personal life. So we are. I don't know how deep, but we're going to talk about being single in these pews. So this is kind of introducing the series of conversations. And mm. yes, my name is Taryn and I am 45 years old. And I think a thing to know about me is I'm a person who likes interesting things and a person who mm -hmm. likes change and maybe a little bit too much. So at this point in life, 
um, of walking with Jesus. Um, he's helping me have more balance because I think when mm-hmm. I was younger, I was always like chasing like change and excitement. Um, and maybe not in the way that other people did because I'm a super nerd, but, <laughs> but it was just, you know, as in contrast, when you contrast that to what is required to like even establish a family or like want to have that type of life, yeah. it's quite different. So, yeah. um, yeah. And just all of those things. So I don't know. I think one interesting thing to know about me for those who don't know is that I did live in Korea for five and a half years and I taught English there. So I think that's an introduction to me. Yeah. As a person. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to grill you about some really personal questions with some really personal questions. Ready? Yes. Okay. Are you a virgin or are you celibate? Rude. Um, celibate. <laughs> Celibate. Okay. So how long have you been practicing celibacy? Yeah, I'm a veteran at this point. So it's definitely been more than 10 years. <laughs> I refuse to count. Veteran is crazy. It's like, yeah, I'm the team captain at this point. Team. So. Ca- okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how has that been even though? Um, you know, it's not, it's not really a big deal to me. I think it's a big deal to other people, depending on who they are. They're just like, Oh my God. I'm like, you know, when you have hobbies, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been fine. The first year is always like the worst. And maybe Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even make it through the first year or they maybe get close to that mark and then start over, you know, if you're being real, depending on your lifestyle. Right. So, um, but yeah, the first year is going to be the hardest. There's a physical adjustment. So in your practicing celibacy, is it celibacy Mm -hmm. while still dating or celibacy just like focused on yourself, (laughs) focused on God? Because I feel like it's different. It's, I I think it's different. Like it's easier for one than it is to do the other. That's super fair. That's super fair. Yeah. I um, was talking with a friend. Yeah. It's definitely different being celibate when you're just like, I don't even be talking to nobody. And then when you are, and especially yeah. if that person seems like a person of promise, like you're like, oh, mm. I see something here. You have to completely <laughs> get your mind right because yeah. that's a completely different level of the or video game. run to the altar. Right. One or the other. Yeah. Right. I mean, people be having fake identities out here. So I feel like you don't need to run. Unless the Lord has appeared to you in a dream like he did with Joseph mm. um, or, you know, something like that that and then I've been around long enough though to have heard about some dreams and people be like and my friend confirmed it and the fact of the matter is then people ain't married today so just due diligence just walk with the Lord you just do your best right yeah to the original question like do you find that it's like are you dating you, oh, um, not theory. this year. Mm, not this year. I mean, because here's the thing. I have other things to do. So um, you ain't got time for that right now. No, because yeah. the pop definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So <laughs> I will say if you are in your 20s or early 30s, don't just be like, I'm not going to bother because mm. numerically that you just Yeah, you're going to stumble over a lot of landmines, potentially, but numerically, you do have a decent chance. I mean, there's a couple of decent apps. We can get back to that. But um, yeah, so So I really haven't like recently. So like the last time I was in a whatever exploratory relationship, because it was like, is this going somewhere? I was last year. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not like super long ago, but it was just like, okay. And at four months, we're out. (laughs) So. 
Okay, um, so it yeah. wasn't. I was going to ask, was it like how you described it's different when this is a promising somebody? Like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, you only get to four months if you're promising because I'm oh, grown. Okay, so yeah. I don't, I'm not in my 20s. Like, we're not out here just like, oh, hang out and go with our friends and whatever. You know, we having conversations. Yeah. People are stating intentions, which, yeah, that's, it's interesting. It's interesting because people state so, a lot of things and you have to give the time to observe if what they state matches their ability to fulfill what they've stated, um, their desire, do they actually have a desire? Because if people have a desire, they don't have the ability. Mm. Um, You know, all of that. So, and really, if you are being intentional, you can really find out, you know, in a few months. And that's also been a prayer as I've gotten older. I'm like, well, let everything come out early. Because I've definitely been dragged, you know, we all have friends who've been dragged, you know, so it's like at this point, I'm like, let it come out early. And so just staying in that place. I think that's such a good prayer. Yeah, that's such a good prayer. Let it be revealed early. So I don't waste my time here. You don't need to be in here two years later talking about, oh, my God, I can't believe I just found that out. Right. Yeah. So, um, so are yeah. you never married, divorced? Have you been married before? Right. Team yeah. never married. Team, okay. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what do we call those now? We don't say old maid. What are we, oh, cat lady. But I don't have cats, unlike some people. <laughs> okay. Are, I feel the shade <laughs> like being thrown. <laughs> I'm a little. Cat away. <laughs> I'm a toy dog person. So it's just as bad. <laughs> but like. They wear clothes, so they're better. Like, dogs greet you when you come home. They wear okay. the clothes that you buy for them. My cat greets me. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. She's trying to keep her place. <laughs> she was like, I don't pay no type of rent. Let me go say hi to her. Anywho, Good. I'm going to ignore that. Noon is great. So are you are you single? Are you... Are you dating right now? No, you said you're not dating. So right yeah, now, so we're in that just very single, very single place. Single. So how does very... it feel right now in your single in your single place this year? How does it feel? Well, I think more than anything, I just I feel good. Like 45 has been a good year to me. Mm. Like this age has been a good year, and at this point. Yeah, God has been good too. And just I'm clothed in my right mind, which, you know, that's not a game, especially in 2023. Like a lot of people, you know, it's like a lot of people struggling, but also my own self, like my own life story. Like mm. hey, I'm clothed in my right mind, you know. Yeah. I have I have a peace of mind, I have a sound mind. Um, and I can't say I've always had a sound mind. So yeah. um, you know, just in that, I'm like, there are just so many things with more gravity for me yeah. that I focus on and then also helping other people, right? Like shed heaviness and stuff that's in their lives, right? So that when they're 45, they're not some tragic, sad sack of a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Whether single or married, because you see those people and they married and you're like, you make your marriage look like you ain't got no joy. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So regardless yeah. of relational status, but it's like, can we shed all of that junk? you know, that the Lord will help us shed all the junk. So, I mean, I don't love it because there definitely is a stigma to being over a certain age and having never yeah. married mm-hmm. and having no children as well. Um, people think you're in some like weird alien class. Of so have you nuts. gotten like weird questions so, about like, why are you single? Like, where are your kids? Like, what is this? Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is like now, I mean, the fortunate part is that you do kind of age out of it. 
Because mm. after you like 45 and you have a certain vibe, people like, oh, okay, we just we just accept this as a part of your character, your biography. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> right, because you're so far from that. Basically, like people, especially anybody who knows you is like, so you see anybody? And they're just like, we know the answers, no, but we're just gonna ask. Like, if we haven't, you haven't seen me in a while, mm-hmm. I'll be like, no. But at the same like, time, you're okay. not looking right now. Right now, you. Well, it I mean, sounds thing- like you're pouring. Like right now, you're like you're getting yeah. out from things, and even with like single in these pews, like the yeah. creative things that God put in you, it seems like those things are just like flooding out. Yeah. I mean, I'm always open, but again, it's like in the definition of insanity. Like, what what can we really do to push this forward? Mm. You know, and it's like I've lived in multiple cities in the U.S. I have not lived on the West Coast. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe, maybe that's they where I should here. have been this whole time. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where I should have been the whole time. Um, I don't know because really, it's definitely about a believing man. And by believing, let me be clear, not believing a man who's following, let me be clear, a following, a disciple. Yes. Because <laughs> a lot of people be believing, um, but I'm like, put some respect on that belief because your actions is not putting no respect. They on don't it, line up. Right? Yeah. No. So it's really that as well. And um, had I decided not to have that standard, there's, there's, you know, some possibilities here and there. Yeah. So, and that's no diss to anybody who does decide for whatever reason to partner with someone who's not a disciple mm-hmm. of Jesus. At this point in the game, though, like that's not even an option because my life is like, I mean, Jesus was always top three, but yeah. like now Jesus is number one. So it's like, that's not even an option. Like yeah. my life is, yeah, like pouring, like you're saying, like pouring out with people. And really, I'm so excited about trying to come up with like ways to help people better learn the Bible and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like who is gonna be entertaining it? Like, and they like, I don't even like Jesus. Like, you know. <laughs> so do you do you so. remember the point where you started when Jesus went from top three to top one, and how that started affecting your dating life? Um, interesting. I well, you know, both age also affects your dating life, but um, mm. yeah, I think when what year was it? The year that I got baptized as an adult. So that was about five years ago now. Mm. Um, and so, but I was, I was just feeling like, oh, you know, I was in Korea and I was in a church that was really into like healing and deliverance as a ministry. So it's a lot of like, let's talk about inner healing. Let's pray. Let's invite the Holy spirit in. And then naturally when you start stirring stuff up, you'll have deliverance where somebody might have to cast something out. Right. Um, which is casting out of demons for those who do not know what we're talking about with that word. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started to have more of a pull because I did grow up, right? So let's back up a little bit. I grew up in a Christian household. I even went to like Christian preschool and like Christian elementary all the way up till age, like to like fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So, and they had the King James version. So like as a small child, it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, I'm trying to think of what are these, you know, it's all the these and thous, all we like Mm -hmm. sheep have gone astray, you know, each of us to his own way, but the Lord hath laid on him. (laughs) The iniquity of us whole, um, that type of thing. So, um, so I always had like, and when I was little, I prayed a prayer. You know, they'd be like, "Repeat after me" or whatever. My mom had actually prayed with me when I was about four. So mm-hmm. at that preschool, I guess someone was going around telling people about hell. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it was a student, not an adult. Say. <laughs> y'all trying to go to hell or heaven you know like four-year-olds i'm hoping it was <laughs> yeah. just a student with older siblings but somebody had said something to me and my mom was tucking me in 
And I was like, I don't want to go to hell. And she was like, what? Yeah, it'd be like that. She was like, who said that? I was like, I want to be with Jesus. Yeah. And she was like, oh, do you want me to pray with you? Like, because I was like, don't leave me in here. She's like, what can I do? Help me help you. What do you, right. what are you needing? I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to sleep tonight until I know I'm going with Jesus. Yeah. So that was at like age four. Now I lay me down to sleep. Indeed. Because that part about if I should die before I wake, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> We trying to be on the right side of them clouds. Yeah. Okay. So even at age four, I was like, mm, I don't be taking risks like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it is that thing, right? So then, yeah, it just was, I ended up going to a Christian college mm-hmm. called Liberty University back in the 90s. That's its own movie. That should be its own one hour story time. But it was wild. Maybe because I didn't go to Cali. That's where I wanted to go to undergrad. And the Lord basically played me. It was like, absolutely He'd be not. doing you that. have no type of sense. You need to get your butt right at Liberty and only have two or three things to get into instead yeah. of 300 things yeah. to get into. Yeah. Here's the thing you have to understand. Like by the time you hit the age of 38, true statistic, you can Google this. In the United States, you are older than half of the population. So 38, right? That's not the age we would have thought that. But yeah, by the time you hit 38, you're older than half the population. So each year further on, number one, your peers are fewer. Yeah. Number two, when you just look at churches in general, right? There's at least typically like two women, if not three women in each congregation per man. Right. And then also your age cohort. So that's why I'm like, I'm never like, oh, it's me. Maybe it is, but I'm like, I'm a better person than I've ever been. It's not me. It's never at, you. Right now. Maybe it was me before, but it's not me right now. Yeah. It's literally just if you understand numbers, it's literally like, okay, just like you would be like, Lord, look at that lame man. Can you give him some eyeballs or the blind man or whatever? Jesus, can you give him some eyeballs? Jesus, can you build a bear a husband? Because ain't nobody got no legs. They ain't got no legs out here. They just out here. They ain't got know, no stuffing. Look, this might be deep diving a little bit too much. You tell me. But have you ever looked at the demographics of an area to see what their age like is? Oh, like- I'm a, I'm a nerd. We didn't cover this. I'm a tech nerd. So because this will be a sidebar. But yeah, so when I was like still in my late 20s, yeah. I did like a really rough estimate. Mm-hmm. And I was like in the whole country, there's probably like 7,600 dudes that would meet what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And that was really just like above average intelligence believes the Bible because Barna is always doing studies about that. Such a small percentage that believe the Bible. Yeah. And then I was like, and I have the nerve to want somebody who's kind of smart. The nerve. The just disgusting. Women just out here picky and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just wanting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that. And then the third one, of course, you know, appearance wise, you're hoping like, okay, this person's like decent average you know like to above average you're really hoping but it was literally just they believe the bible they're above average intelligence and then i think i gave like a 10 year okay i'm not going to date someone like that much older than me or that much younger Mm. so i was like there's 7600 people potentially that's it like men out of 50 states yeah 
So um, maybe I had a, what is it? Was the people be saying now? You have to have an abundance mindset. So maybe oh. I had a scarcity mindset yeah, in my twenties because <laughs> I use statistics instead yeah. of emotions. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, you the know, when you parse it out, yeah, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, when you parse it out, it's like what percentage of people believe the Bible? If that's what I've set as a standard for myself, and then what percentage of people are, you know, let's say of above average intelligence. And then, oh my God, that's even assuming that there's a representative sample of those people above average intelligence who believe the Bible. That was Mm -hmm. also assuming that, Mm -hmm. which anecdotally, you know, might not be the case. But I think to get back to, right, the Jesus story, the part of it, um, part of what happened, yeah, it was like, part of that church in Korea, it was just a different way, right, of thinking about, it was like the word of God kind of coming alive when Mm -hmm. you start to, you know, understand a little bit about the Holy Spirit and start to experience, like some of my friends prayed for me, I experienced physical healing, not like some Mm -hmm. professional Christian, it was just some friends and I told one of them about an illness and, um, and so like that type of stuff, right, it really shifted and then when I came back to the States, I was really like looking for a community like that, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, we're really community, right? We're like yeah. grabbing food together and like praying for each other, all this stuff. Um, and that didn't really happen. I moved to Atlanta. And yeah, you think, oh, the South is Christian. It's culturally Christian. Same thing, like finding people who believe the Bible, follow the Bible. It's yeah, not it's that like much a no easier. matter where you go, it's still yeah. difficult to find that specific population. Yeah. The people who are following, especially yeah. right? not just believing, yeah. but they're actually following. Yeah. Um, and ultimately it was a parachurch organization. So like a ministry, but not like a church. And mm-hmm. um, they would post like they, the guy did a lot of teachings on like, well, what is repentance? What, why do we get baptized? Like all this, he would just do teachings and then they would go out and do street evangelism and record it. So yeah. it was like teaching plus that. And then he's like, Hey, I'm going to be in the U S um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is, you know, out of Europe. He's going to be in the U.S. And I went down to Florida um, and went to that weekend. It was really just there for teaching. I was like, yeah, I want to hear about like, how do you heal the sick and like, blah, blah, blah. And he gave a teaching on repentance. And I was like, I have not understood repentance. <laughs> this is not what church. I came for. Yeah. But I was also like, <laughs> I never understood repentance. Like I came I, again, since age four, I've been memorizing the Bible yeah. and I didn't understand repentance. And I was like, whatever, eight, I don't know, 39 or something. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I ended I was like, I need to get baptized now that I understand what repentance is. So like I need to like, yeah, I need right. to commit my life to the Lord now yeah. that I understand what that yeah. means. Um, and that ministry is really known for deliverance. And so um, generally, if anything needs to go, when yeah. you get in the baptismal, they ready. So, so they'll ask you that. They'll be like, hey, is there anything that you need to leave behind in the water today? Mm. You know, <laughs> apart from sin, I was like, fear. Um, I don't even know why I said that. And then, yeah, got baptized and right. Fear was all screaming out. Mm. We, yeah, we Um, talked about that in the video. Yes. Yes. I think I sent you video. (laughs) Unfortunately, there is some video of it. Um, it was a little, little tragic looking. Um, was was that also around the time, like when you got baptized five years ago, was mm -hmm. that also around the time that you decided to be celibate? Um, how did it's actually before that so mm-hmm. it was in the church in korea so like i knew like because i'd had a relationship and then we you know people are being frisky whatever oh, and then yeah. i was like you know i'm going to turn away from this bad behavior and you know whatever it is in life right i'm going to After willpower God's part, I'm my way forward after. yes with willpower 
yeah. whatever. And then, you know, you go literally in this case, like physically to another location that is so disorienting to be physically in a place so far away. Mm. Um, so I wasn't like, you know, my version of wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody else is like, bro. <laughs> they were like, yo, I was doing that in high school. And I was like, I was at Bible study in high school. Okay. <laughs> so we all have different and stories. still go. Okay. And I'm back now. <laughs> we all have different stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely a period of time where it was just like, I kind of like lost my way a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then was like trying to find my way back and by the grace of God ended up at that church, which, you know, that ministry had its own issues, but, um, you it know, again, when you're, <laughs> yeah, when you're where God wants you, he's like, I got you like, yeah. come over here. He's like, I'll make sure you get what you need you yeah. know, in the midst of all this crazy stuff. So yeah, coming back and then trying to find that again and just like understanding repentance. And I think also getting, you know, some of that freedom, getting freedom from fear and just seeing people who literally were just like chasing after God so hard mm. and like, you know, of all ages, um, it skewed a little bit young, but the guy who was leading it is like a little bit older than me. So it was just like, you know, and the ability to just help people get free and from, mm. you know, physical, mental and emotional stuff. Um you know, it was just like, okay, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to try to like live more that way. Yeah. Um, and so just how, really after yeah. all of that, like, how mm-hmm. did you get to your current relationship status? Like after going from soul, cause it sounded like yeah. a lot of, a lot of the changes happened while you were there. Yeah. And then yeah, once you came true. here, you brought those changes with you <laughs> and yeah. you're like, wow. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> We're back. This dating Ain't nothing popping. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is fresh water. I feel like it's salt water. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of liquid, nothing to drink. Yeah. Like that's what we're, that's what we're doing. Um, yeah. So I came back and I moved back uh, to Virginia for a little bit. And then I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I've, you know, been moving around. So, um but yeah, I, I guess, you know, it wasn't like a super duper goal to date. I actually dated a lot more in Seoul because it's a big city and you mm-hmm. meet people in the subway, you meet them on foot, you meet them friends of friends because mm-hmm. you walked, went to an event, you know, there's new people arriving weekly, it's like any big city, yeah. right? It's like, oh, so-and-so just got here or this is my friend's cousin's brother's whatever from so-and-so. So the issue was really just, again, like with believers. So I really didn't have... Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I did go on a couple of dates with like, I'm trying to think that believing guy. That was one. So, okay. Question okay. Like, just for, just for clarity. So when you say believers, yeah. are these um, believers who they believe in Christ, they're doing their yeah. best. Like they show up at church. Practicing. They try. Yeah. yeah they, they try, try, but every now and then they slip or is I don't it, know. Is it the group? We didn't date that long. <laughs> as, oh, like, like as you're dating, as you were dating them, did you notice that mm-hmm. they were, they were living a different lifestyle that wasn't in alignment with someone who would follow Christ? No. So here's would... the thing. Here's the thing about dating where I'm going to just give my middle age advice to everybody. Dating is to figure out if you're trying to be with this person. Yeah. So I don't be dating people that long. Like you finna catch this boot, okay? So it's basically like I'm dating until you need to catch the boot. Mm. And I don't play. So like also I don't play because especially when somebody is decent, if you're not for me, 
and you are decent. I am wasting your time. Just like mm. a lot of men very often it's the other way. Right. Mm. So like if you are a decent person and I'm like, you know what, for whatever reason, I don't see myself like loving you well. I don't see myself, you know, like I'm not getting, it's not clicking for me as building a life together. Then I'm also going to cut loose because I'm mm. like, you're decent. So like one guy I dated like that on and off. And then I was just finally like, look, blah blah blah. he all the way married I think he got married within like a year like Mm. but again it was just like because it's not 1697 we don't just have to get married and just have kids Mm. just because we can actually have a relationship that brings us joy Mm -hmm. or you should at least be able to pursue a relationship that brings you joy right Mm -hmm. so um and yeah regardless of the one-sided thing right it's like if the other person doesn't reciprocate it's always just gonna have that like kind of you know gross feeling so that's part of what was happening too yeah where um i was just like no like this person needs to find somebody that's going to love them well um and that they can have the type Mm. of life that they're envisioning for themselves um so there's some of that going on too so that's what i'm saying i don't play i'm like all right well yeah let me muster up my courage so do you put on my big girl pants and say what needs to be said so do you feel um contentment in the current like relationship status you're in right now um not during winter because it's cold but and i'd be feeling a type of way when i travel yeah because after three days traveling alone i really don't care for it you know the first Um, three days just you unwind i don't know how you know everybody's travel situation is different mm -hmm. (laughs) because everybody can't be taking two week trips or whatever but like the first three days you're just you're just relaxing you're just getting your stress out and then after that it's like I am extra alone right now, (laughs) Mm. you know? So it's like, yeah, I can do excursions and I do. I mean, that's why I'll schedule myself. So I don't take tours because I don't like to be that scheduled, but I'll schedule excursions. I'll say, you know, where it's like a group. It's like, oh, just go there. There'll be people. But that's definitely a time where I'd be like, am I feeling sometimes? Mm -hmm. I'd be like. So there is still like, would you say there's still a deep desire for that um, companionship at some point in life? Maybe not right now because you're. Like yeah, I wouldn't put the adjective deep on it. <laughs> that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I said it on purpose. Like, is there like a deep <laughs> desire or is it just like, yeah, like I would like that at some point. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, I would like that. Cause the thing is, right. Part of what happened within the past five years and very recently, so probably the past two or three years where mm-hmm. I really felt like, you know, I would read the Bible or I would just see different things. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was like talking to me about the value of marriage and like the value of um, children and families. And I'm 45, probably not getting pregnant, but you know, just like, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, here's the value of that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, stop. what, mm-hmm. what? I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I was like, that might be something I might want in my life. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, you know, God, in the scheme of eternity, if he felt like I needed to be married, he would have had like Joseph had me had a dream and been like, that's your husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously for me, I don't think it's that critical to human history <laughs> as mm-hmm. it was for Joseph and Mary. Right. It was yeah. critical. Yeah. Um, so in that case, but a lot of times he will invite us to a thing. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, this would be good for you. Mm-hmm. You might want to do that, you know, <laughs> but it's maybe not critical for, cause there's other times we see in the Bible, people get knocked off horses, people donkey talking to them like you know it'd be extreme sometimes so uh people getting swallowed by whales just, yeah. just 
extreme stuff. <laughs> so everything is not that extreme. Sometimes it's just an invitation. Like, hey, this is something that would be good for you. Um, you should consider this. And yeah. But I'd be like, why? That don't make no type of sense. They don't make a good deal. <laughs> and he's like, well, but why? let me break it down for you. Yeah, I was like, but why? Really? <laughs> It'd be looking raggedy. It'd be, people be looking raggedy out here in their marriages. Yeah. So, so he was like, well, let me break down the origin for you. Let me show you, mm. you know, can some you of tell? the blessing that's in there. Yeah. Can I'm trying to think say, how to articulate. No, like, can you say one thing that, um, was revealed to you about the value of marriage? I started falling in love with the book of Revelation. And in Revelation, there's so much about the bridegroom, which is yeah. Jesus, and mm. the feast, the wedding supper of the lamb, which he's also referred, Jesus referred to as a lot of things, but the lamb as well, right? And so like reading it and like kind of thinking about it and stuff and thinking about that image and just, I guess the Holy Spirit was saying that like, you know, marriage between a man and a woman is supposed to be the reflection of that in the earth. Mm. It'd be a lot of things, but it's supposed to be. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Right. I'm like, ain't nobody doing that though, for real, for real. Like it's a really small percentage of people, but he's like, yeah. And then, so he was breaking that down. Um, and even just the way that, okay, right. It's, I think in Ecclesiastes where Solomon Talking about two is better than one. And he had like 500 wives. So we trust him. He know. Um, but he was two is better than one. Yeah. And, you know, because it's like if one falls down, how can he get up or whatever? Mm. That's part of it. And when you're 70 or 80, facts. You need that help. Because if alert. one falls down. If one falls down. <laughs> yeah. Who calling the kids to come get somebody? So, but just um, different things in there so that. I was like, okay, I see the like beauty of that. And I see, um, cause again, right now that Jesus is not top three, he's number one. I was mm. like, oh, to like mm. represent you well like that. Mm. That's a privilege. Mm. That's a privilege. It's a challenge, obviously. Cause you know, <laughs> if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But I was like, oh, that's a privilege. That's beautiful. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, just our petty humanity that can get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. You know, each of us as individuals bring whatever does. we bring with and, our and humanity. Get in the way. Yeah. With our humanity. But, um, I was like, oh man, like that's really, yeah. really nice, you know? So, um, you know, ultimately we'll see, but I guess yeah. it's like, no, we because it's like those out. memes, right. We finna yeah. find out. Cause it's like those memes where they'd be like, if it's not like that, I don't want it or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. it's not going to be like that, just keep it. I'm not interested. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and that's always been a thing. Like I was never a person who's like, oh, I really want to have kids, you know? So it's a different dynamic when you had envisioned yourself as a mother of maybe four or even just two. Mm. Right. Right. That's I never saw myself as a mother for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I I think in my adolescent mind, I just assumed I would just have kids like everybody yeah. in my family. They it's just like kids. a given. <laughs> right. I mean, you're an adult. Yeah. You just be having kids. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of the backstory, you know, everybody just walking around with kids. So um I didn't really think through um what that might mean mm. if you are not just can we use the word fornicating because I grew up on the King James if you're not fornicating how you getting these kids <laughs> if he ain't knowing you and right. you're not knowing him how you getting these kids if you also not getting married like the math don't math so 
obviously I did not sit down. You know, if when you have desires, you'd be calculating. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. But with no type of planning behind it. Mm. So that's also probably part of it, um, mm. you know. But again, I, I will always say to people in life, right, you definitely need to be clear on what your priorities are. Because mm. life is long, but you might only yeah. get your top five, yeah. right? Yeah. So you need to be really clear yeah. on what those are because you you really might only get the top, so maybe the top three. You, or so. how do you deal with your like sexual temptation or when it yeah. pops up? Because on Instagram, social media, it's really easy. That stuff pops up. It's in TV shows. Ridiculous. It's in music. On radio, yeah. it's outside your door as soon as you walk outside. So yeah. not over here because um, <laughs> I'm not going to name my neighbors even have elderly names. I'm going to respect their privacy. I'm talking grandma names. Nobody is Martha, but that level of no. So it's literally like retiree Ada. over here. Ida. Yeah. So <laughs> people got bad hips and stuff. <gasps> um, but yeah, you have like, to do them like that. <laughs> If two is better than one, because if one falls down, <laughs> how will he get up? How will he get up? That's mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, yeah, that's a good question, right? That is real because we are physical bodies. We all have physical bodies. Um, in addition, you know, as our spirits are with the Lord. But I always be saying, I be like, yo, everybody's ovaries and man bits are in Genesis. I think it's chapter two, right? Be fruitful and multiply. And every month they'd be like, so you just going to disrespect God like that? And I'd be like, first of all, I'm safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I need y'all to get some of this anointing oil on your Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be big mad. Ovaries be chatting. Big mad. Instead yeah. of APBs, SOS, save us. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a 911? Is everything okay like, at home? Da-da-da-da. <laughs> they be sending out telegrams to people do be like hey how you doing i'm like why are you talking to me this is what you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a game um i would so how do say, you deal with it how do you yeah like- that's a good question so i would say just for reference i'll speak for me right we each have a different body but i would say the intensity probably in like early 20s and then it like swung back around. Like I feel like in forties, a lot of women talk about you know this mm. right before the end. Again, the mm. last eggs be coming out punching. They like, <laughs> what's good? What's good? we read? Make me, make me. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey. Like, <laughs> so they be fighting, boy. Um, I think part of it, like like we were talking about way earlier, was that when you are not dating anybody, you know, after a certain amount of time. Your body is not in the habit. So you're just like a lot calmer. And because mm. also, like you said, it's like there's stuff to watch, but I don't watch a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I'm by myself watching Netflix. Yeah. Like, petty. I feel the scene coming. Y'all petty. Yeah. I'm up in here, single in these pews, you know? So, so that comes back to like how important it is to protect your eyes, your ears, yeah. um, what you're taking. I don't listen in. to ratchet music, never have. Like, like mm. if I heard ratchet music, it was because I was in the club. But this mm. was not something I'm gonna put on and be walking around listening to mm. people saying crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. It feels what would you say is the worst thing about being sex um single? Sorry, not sexual. <laughs> single. Or non-sexual. I don't know what was that. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I think I would go back. Yeah. Traveling can get a bit rough. Um, after a certain age, yeah. People are just like, you're an alien, um, for being unmarried. Right. 
Or just being single. They're People like, are Why the would worst you? sometimes. They can be yeah. the worst. You know? <laughs> Made in God's image, but not always using it wisely. Yeah. Um, that would be people yeah um but yeah I think that's that's some of it in and the winter just, right yes so traveling the winter, in the winter time yeah it's super cold and then also just wondering right because you you do think you're like what would it be like for me to still be single and like mm. 70 or mm. 80 and like will I have the same friends that I have okay. now and will like girl gang and buy condos all right. on the same floor or whatever <laughs> like so, so what about have you have you entertained the thought of having male friends first, mm-hmm. not like pursuing them mm-hmm. as romantic partners ever, but like just pursuing male relationships as just friends and seeing what that's like with Christian. Y'all men. can't see my face. Y'all can't see my face. I'm making a stank face because that's not a real thing. They Why covered not? this. And when Harry met Sally in that movie, I think it was maybe even in the eighties, but it was definitely the nineties. And the whole premise, he was like, Women and men can't be friends because one person's always trying to have sex with the other. So, mm-hmm. like, you really, as far as the depth of friendships, right? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to have a male friend that I'm as close with as I am with some of my female friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen because biology is real. Mm-hmm. And so, sorry to my gay boy friends. Um, but, I mean, mm-hmm. even the nature of a relationship, you know, how much we talk and this and that, it's not as frequent, right, as with my girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, but biology is real. And so, it's just, like, there's a limit to how much closeness. So, I mean, in friends, there's levels of friends. So, yeah, yes. I have yeah. male friends. Yeah. But they are not friends in the way that my female friends are friends. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not, it just doesn't make sense. So what do you think about like this idea that you're supposed to be friends with the opposite sex first before pursuing something romantic? I'm grown. I get annoyed when somebody just (laughs) off rip, they trying to be romantical and call me beloved or a queen or whatever. Yeah. Me, I'm more like, yeah, yeah. They're trying to state their intentions, but it's also like, we're not that close. So you can fall back a little bit. Um, and just communicate normally because my assumption is always like if you are around persistently then you want something (laughs) so let's just be real like we all have somewhat busy lives or just again people are around people because they want to be around them Mm -hmm. if you just popped into my life as a man and you're constantly being around me then I'm like you must want some. I I stand by what I said. <laughs> no, your male friends are never going to be as close to your girls. Should yeah. not be as close. So to then, how would somebody friends. spit game for real? Like you say, Good you're you just let the people know you're open to it. You're right. not looking for that Good right question. now. They Good can't question. start out as like platonic <laughs> friends for real. For real. Like, are they? How do they get at you? Like, do they go through like life groups? Right. <laughs> They're like. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's not that, right. See, here's the funny thing. You can meet someone without looking. So it's really just like, hey, if there's like synergy, for lack of a better word, Mm. you know, I'm definitely a person because some of my friends, like the first time I met them, um, one of my girlfriends was like, yo, this chick is so dope. Like, we're (laughs) definitely going to be friends, you know? So it's also that there's just certain people you just kind of click with them like early on. Um, And so then it's just like, okay, well, is this a you know, what depth of relationship is this? Mm-hmm. Then? And that's literally like how I approach that, especially mm-hmm. in real life meeting. So it's just like, okay, 
It's like, what is this? Got some vibes, you know? Um, and just, you know, trying to find out who that person is and yeah. see if we even want the same things. Yeah, if y'all in the same worship group, same. I'll be singing like other people. Get them eyes open. <laughs> eyes open. I do. Yeah, yeah. weirdo. Who's what would not you say closing is their like... eyes during prayer? <laughs> Can you imagine? Are your eyes open? Why are your eyes open? Yeah. Why your... <laughs> um... like, are your eyes open? Right. Why are your eyes open? I see open? you, see me, see you, see me. So. Right. <laughs> So stop it. Yeah. So what what is the best part about being single? Um, you know, it is easier to maneuver a one person life. You could do whatever Definitely. you want. Definitely. Yeah. Pick up, go. Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> right? Because it's like as an adult, hopefully you have established some type of roots, some type of roots, right? Yeah. Um, after a certain age. But yeah, I mean, it's easier to manage a one person life. I forgot mm. one of the things that is not great about that is if when you do start to have roots, right? So like owning property or needing to do certain things. Um as a woman anyway, it's like not having like some man's dignity to borrow so that <laughs> men respect you. That is like a real thing, unfortunately, yeah. in the world. The way that you can get talked down to a lot of times, yeah. right? Like when you're just trying to do certain things. Um, I would say that's definitely on the list of worst things. But mm-hmm. um, being one person, yeah, you can just move more quickly, you know, because it's also a function of not having kids also. So we're yeah. one person. Yeah. Um, I can go shopping and go right in the store, come right out the store, you know. Not mommy, can I have... Can I yeah, have this? Like, stop touching <laughs> stuff. In get Walmart. in this cart before, yeah. yeah, before I get arrested for beating y'all. Like, so, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lightness to it, definitely. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lightness to a one-person life. It doesn't really have the anchor, right, of other, of lives with more dependents, right, when you have a lot more people mm. who are depending on you, so. Yeah, having to compromise the way that you want to do things. Yeah. When another person is there, yeah. or little people, yeah. or a pet. Yes, <laughs> literally the little it. people. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. levels of it. There's levels. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you hold on to joy, um, just in general? Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 So, I mean, part of it is remembering right who God is to me, or who basically Holy Spirit. Um, in this stage of my life, mm-hmm. it's definitely about Holy Spirit. Just being like, man, you're like always helping. You know, it's like be struggling on an idea and just stuff clicking, mm. um, or just having hope when things look a little sideways. And just that the, you know, thinking back on those things and thinking about the resilience that I have now that I didn't have ten or twenty years ago. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just be like, okay, even if it's not joy in like capital letters, it's like cozy. Just being like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is you there know, one thing in particular that you remember or think of when you're at a low place and you want to get back mm-hmm. to that joyful place? Um, that is a good question. I mean, it probably is going back over some things that I've been able to experience when mm-hmm. it's travels, right? Mm-hmm. Or just being like, oh my gosh, I could not have imagined even five years ago like my financial situation would be really positive. Um, cause it, yeah, that's its own story about, you know, just like not making money. Yeah. yeah. And then just being like, oh my God, like if you're both also, you know, not financially solvent 
and also one person. It's not like, oh, well, my kid's going to do well. And yeah. Come back for me. You know what I mean? Like, all yeah. That. So it's like, even in those That's moments, a different level. Like, Whoa. Yeah. I'm just like, man, God, thank you. Cause it's like, again, it, the word says the Lord shall supply all your needs. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I have everything I need. Yeah. You know, as Americans, it's sometimes we're like, wait, there's a difference between a need and a want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like, there is a difference between a need and a want. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I do. Sometimes it's like that thing, right? It's like just going back and like counting your blessings, as they say, right? Mm. So a lot of times it doesn't turn, again, into capital letters joy, but it's cozy because mm. it's like, okay, yeah. And I see progress, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Is there definitely. advice that you would want to give to other people who are in their singleness, who are not feeling mm. so great about it? Is there is there like advice that you would mm. give them that you also give yourself? Um. Good question. Right. For how people feel about being single is so individual, right? Because each of us had different expectations of our life at a certain stage, Mm -hmm. different dreams and visions. Um, But I think whatever those dreams or visions are, number one, it's like, I invite the Holy Spirit into it, like invite Jesus into it. Like if you have to journal through it, like number one, being really honest about what you thought Mm -hmm. and like expressing it. So through writing or, you know, some people, if you have a therapist, it's like expressing it verbally, expressing it, but writing it down to you is very like, Mm -hmm. when you look at it, you're like, okay, this is real. Like expressing those things um, because you can't pass through the grief and disappointment if you do not acknowledge that something has happened differently than what you would have hoped or expected. And then even like when I was in my twenties and then people did start getting married. Cause that's really the main wave, right? Your late twenties. And, um, especially there's one girl at church who had been like particularly unkind to me. Yeah. Um, it was marrying like the nicest like guy that I had known, like when I was an undergrad mm-hmm. and I was just like particularly offended by that one. <laughs> I was just like, this is offensive capital letters yeah. I was like I didn't even want to get married that bad I don't even know that she did I was like but the fact of the matter is this is offensive right yeah. so like passing through that and it's like again you still have to feel the thing and you have to pass through it it's like you can't well you should not stay in those places mm-hmm. right because it's like the 23rd psalm says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death like He's like going through it, you know, and it's like, you are Mm -hmm. with me to the Lord. Right. So it's like, we go through like emotions that are ugly and hard. Um, but it's like, also like go through them yeah, and don't pitch a tent there. Not even a tent. Don't start pulling out bricks and building a house. Mm-hmm. you know it's like getting cozy through that yeah it was like, <laughs> like let me warm my hands on the fire while yeah. I build my house right here yeah. I, I was wondering this do you think that in your own opinion this might be mm-hmm. a wild question your opinion do you think that most people are meant to be single like throughout their their life like their life no, that's whack. and I was thinking because what was it who was it Paul and he was like, yeah. do not many of you aspire to be married? Yeah. And like the admonishment of that, do you think right. he was Right, like, like some people have really like, weird. yeah, held that as a badge of honor. Um, I mean, I don't think so because it would be, I mean, again, it's like the, the reflection of Christ and the bride. Mm. Um, but there's, you know, also strength in allowing God to be everything to you. Um, and maybe I'll do a separate topic video on why are we raising our sons 
and daughters to be God to each other in the mm-hmm. sense of like Jehovah Jireh provider, right? It's like protector, like all of the names be of God. Peace. Right. It's like all the names of God. It's like, yo, that's God. Why are you trying to raise a young man to be, take the place of God in a woman's life or a woman expecting a man to come in and take the place of God? No, mm-hmm. God is the provider. God is, mm-hmm. you know, um, vice versa. So that's a whole nother conversation, but no, I, I don't think most people are supposed to be single. I think, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, we're kind of working against biology at this mm-hmm. point in a lot of ways. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's really just people were supposed to get together and then literally, like, one young man and one young woman were supposed to get together when yeah. we were young and then just, like, be together and then die <laughs> within six months of each other or whatever as they do in their 80s. So um, that's it. And we're just working so, against biology. Would you, would you say that um, a marriage is the best reflection we could have of like Christ loving the church? If it's, I don't know about best, right? But if it's done well, mm. um, I think, yeah, it's definitely one of the examples. And then Jesus wasn't married, right? So it's yeah. also like for those of us who live singly and live in like service to the Lord, like for real, for real, like, you know, God, Jesus is our number one then it's like we get to be a really big reflection of Jesus, right? Mm. In a way that people with their, like, caboodle of children and spouse, you know, just it's not the same. Mm. It's not the same, right? So, I mean, in the Bible always, right, there's so many different pictures of God's nature and how he, you know, relates to us. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the bride and the bridegroom requires a bride and a groom. Yeah, just say that and then you know this walking the same way that jesus did and i was thinking i don't know within the past year and i was just like okay but um holy spirit why you got us out here living mad long and jesus only had to do this 33 years i'm just curious um, because it'd be dusty sometimes yeah sometimes it'd be dusty most times no disrespect to creation, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, it be dusty out here sometimes. So I just was like, right, do you see what's going on out here? And Jesus only had to do this 33 years. So I was like, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I'm still here. Do you believe in the one or a soulmate? I know it's so cozy. Like I want, I like the idea of soulmates because it sounds cozy, especially in winter. But, um, I mean, I honestly think there can be several people because I mean, God's always about purpose and intent. So when, when it comes to choosing, do you think Mm -hmm. that it's like, really, like I've heard this before that it's up to us. We have, we're able to choose our partners or Mm -hmm. that God is kind of like, he's going to like push us in one direction Mm -hmm. or another with like these, maybe these people over here you can choose out of this group yeah and just kind of stay away from this group (laughs) yeah um I think yeah I think God is really good about saying no um but I I definitely do think we have a choice and of course people go against his no anyways but um I think he's good about saying no to people who are like gonna kind of derail people um Mm. but yeah i I definitely think we have a choice and i think again in most situations it's not maybe as critical um like i'm saying no dreams whatever visions and angels 
Um, in most situations, it's not that critical, but there definitely are. I mean, I've experienced that where it was like, that's a hard no. Yeah. Um, literally, <laughs> like an audible no. A story time. Like, <laughs> a story time. That's savage. Um, yeah, so... So that's yeah, my opinion. I think um, yeah, we definitely have a choice, and we have multiple choices. Um, but we would do well to listen yeah. to the Lord. And what, what's one thing in What's one thing in your life that you would like to see more of? Um, even more joy, I guess, in twenty twenty four, and the world's just getting ratchet. So <laughs> I'm like, joy for everyone. You get joy. You get joy. You get joy. Um. And uh, definitely, I, I really would like to hear the voice of the Lord, you know, his direction, I guess. Um, the audible voice, it's like, don't need that that much. It's startling. Um, <laughs> but just to know what God is saying and just I, I hope I have another season in 2024 where it's like really sweet when you're like reading the word and like getting so much revelation and yeah. like, you know, praying and, and really, you know, just knowing like what to do and stuff. So yeah, that the voice of the Lord would, would feel louder to me. Mm. I would love that. Yeah. That sounds so. good for, for me too. I want the same thing. Do you feel like you're yeah. able to identify when God's talking to you? Um, God's voice. Yeah, but it's like that's how I was like, ah, oh, I want it to be louder. So a lot of <laughs> like I can definitely see how like he's ordered my steps, you know, because it's like you can have something that's a coincidence. It's too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence, you know. All of those things coming together and mm. timing and stuff like that. Um, and then just sometimes, yeah, it's like the Holy Spirit just tells you something, and for me, it's like I just know, and it's like how do I know this? All the dots aren't there. How do I know this? Yeah, it's like all the dots aren't there, but I'm telling you, yeah. this is what it is, you know? So, I mean, I still have that, but um, sometimes it's just, I don't know, it comes in like a more personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like the marriage thing, like when Holy Spirit was walking me through that, it, it felt more like conversation. Like it was really mm. So that, yeah. That sounds like a really sweet place to be in where it's a dialogue. Yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there um, a certain way that you would want Jesus to be to you? Like who you would want him to be? You? What yeah. kind of relationship you would want to have? Yeah. And I guess it's that, right? It's like yeah. I want more of like that closeness. Yeah. And um, yeah, to have that like conversational level, like relationship. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> and is there anything else you, these are your like hopes for the future. Is there anything else that you would want um, mm. prayer for? Yeah, I think going into 2024, I mean, let's put that APB, let's touch and agree saints that if it is a builder bear, that he will be complete in the year of our Lord 2024. And that's no disrespect because we all need it's to not. Build. I think in my case, it wasn't so much builder bear as it was like, you have some appendages that we need to come. Yeah. Why you got that extra arm? Why you enjoying yeah, her? Why you enjoying her? What if you the builder bear for your builder bear too? For- I mean, it was like, why your arm look like this? Like, fix it. <laughs> so I feel like I had all the pieces, but I feel like it was like damaged. Like, if you saw the stupid Barbie movie, it was like weird Barbie. Why is she damaged? He's <laughs> a weird Barbie. She got scribbles. If you saw the movie, yeah, she got scribbles on her face. Why is she, why her hair look like that? You know, all these things. So, um, so yeah, so definitely that, like, the, the, let's put the APB on that man of God, <laughs> yeah. wherever he is. And um, definitely for this series of conversations, I hope that 
um, people who need to hear it will hear it and yeah. that it will bring, you know, like, so people don't feel alone, you know, mm. like they will feel maybe comforted and definitely hopeful. Yeah. So that's definitely a prayer. And that they're able to this. receive it, like receive it, yeah. digest it, retain it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. That's what I'm paying for. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> right. Do you want to close us in a word of prayer? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. True. All right. We're just going to jump in. We're just going to jump in. Okay. She put me on the spot. We did not discuss this. All right. Um, Thank you, dear Lord, for the blessing of this um, interview, this talk, this dialogue. Uh, Thank you for all the people who will be able to see it. Thank you for your presence in this conversation um, and how you will minister through Taryn, um, through her podcast, through her words, through her personality, um, so that you can touch all of your children who see this, Lord God. Um, Please let this be a blessing to all those who hear it. Um, It was a blessing to me. Continue to uplift her and encourage her in her journey. We thank you for all all that you've provided us with. We bless your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Blessings on everyone. And blessings on on you, friend. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The end. Thank you for listening to this episode of Single in These Pews, a production of The Digworthy Marshall. We gather people from different walks of life for discussions, not debates. Listen weekly on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Or you can join the conversation on your favorite social media platform at The Digworthy.